Hey, podcast listeners, thank you so much for just taking a few minutes out of your day to listen to this episode today. Hey, I would love it if you would consider subscribing to this and also leaving a a rating and review. That would mean so much to me. Thank you, guys. Have a great rest of your day. On today's episode, we're going to try something a little bit new. And what we're going to do is we're going to start sharing some stories of how people have handled money, their experience with money growing up, that kind of thing. And I would love if you're interested in sharing your story, please reach out. Let me know if you'd want to do it. It's real easy, and I'd love to talk to you. On today's episode, we're going to hear from Danielle West. Danielle West works with a company called Intentional Marriages that she founded with her husband. So let's go right to my interview with Danielle right now. marriages. Thanks for joining or joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So tell me, Danielle, a little bit about yourself and just a little bit about what you do. As you can see, I am flying solo without my husband today, but he has reviewed all your questions and gives the blessing about sharing how we manage our money. Great. And um, we have started a website called Intentional Marriages, and we have been doing this since 2015 we found that just some really simple tools and exercises really impacted and benefited our marriage. And when we started sharing it with other small groups, we facilitate a small group curriculum at our church twice a year. And we found that when those couples started benefiting from it, we decided to share it on a broader scale, hence our website, Intentional Marriages. And we have found there's one key exercise that helps us work through conflict and we end up feeling more deeply connected afterwards. This was so foreign to me because growing up, if I sniffed conflict, I would run. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to experience this in my marriage is, is just huge and to see other couples benefit from it is why we're willing to share our marriage journey with others. Mm, that's so good and that's why I really wanted to talk to you because I mean, conflict around money and marriage is so common. So um, I think it would be really interesting just to sh- just to hear a little bit more about your money story. I like to I like to call it the money story. So let's kind of just jump into it a little bit. Um, tell me a little bit about how money was what money was like for you growing up. Okay, so money. We were middle class, so money was there. Um, we had a lovely home with, with a pool. We had three freezers full of meat. We did not go hungry. My parents loved to cook. Uh, My mom uh, stayed at home and I would call her the Martha Stewart on steroids. So we had a very structured, she kept the books because my dad eventually went to go work out on his own. Mm -hmm. Um, He did work for Helmsley Spear. You may recall Leona Helmsley. You may be too young to remember her. (laughs) I've heard the name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he had a pretty intense career and then eventually moved out on his own. Mm, okay, and and did you ever um, experience, like did they ever kind of sit down and teach you how to do anything or was it more kind of just learning on your own how to handle money? Good question. I remember my mom would show how she kept the, the mm. her checkbook. And, and early, early on, I remember we were living in Puerto Rico for three years when I was younger from like second grade to fourth grade. Wow. And I remember coming across her checkbook and I thought, oh, 
this is fun. I'll just take a check from her checkbook and pretend <laughs> like I'm at the store. And months later, she's helping me clean out my closet. And I got in so much trouble because she found the missing check that she had been stressing over for months and months. Oh my gosh, I felt so bad, but I got in some big trouble. I had no idea. It's, a good, almost, it's paper, like no big deal. Let's just play store. <laughs> that's a good. That's a really good story. Um, that's a. That's funny. W would you say, kind of looking at your parents, would you say one was more of a saver, one was a spender? Or did you feel like they're both, one or the other? That that's that's a good question. Um, I would say my mom was more of the saver, and my dad was more of the spender. Yeah. And I, re I would recall that tension of. My dad spending and my mom being like, oh, that's, you know, overextending. It's yeah. too much. And, and because he worked so hard, I'm sure there was places where he justified the spend. Mm -hmm. and, and because she kept the book, she's like, no, not quite. Not, <laughs> not so much. Right. So, yeah, I noticed that tension growing up. Okay. And, and what, about, um, what about you? Do, were you more of a saver or spender? Have you seen that, you know, over time change at all? So... I worked, I got my first job at 23 and worked that job for the next 20 years. I got married at 38. So from 23 to 43, I had 20 years of, of working a great paying job. Mm. The 18 years beforehand, before I got married, I had a lot of margin. And so I spend, I withdrew from the ATM almost weekly. Mm -hmm. And the one saving benefit of um, that corporate job is when I was 25, someone told me about 401k. Mm -hmm. And I was hesitating and signing up for it. And he's like, sign up for it, you'll never miss it. And I'm so glad because I came in when I resigned um, from my corporate job in 2009. I came I left with a very healthy 401k nesting. Mm -hmm. So that, that was, that was huge. Now, had I been disciplined enough, those 18 years, I would have entered my marriage with a nice, healthy savings account as well. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately I didn't save as much as I should have, Yeah. but I did come into the marriage with a high paying corporate job. Um, right. Um, the equity from the sale of my home furniture and being debt free. So I had that. Um, but I wish I had saved more during the time. Yeah. So that's, um, it's always interesting to look back and think about, you know, I've done this, like think about how I spent money or how I was with money as a kid and then how it was when I was like right out of college. And then now that I'm married, like, it's always interesting to look at, at that continuum. Did you feel like when you were a kid, were you, um, or when you were younger, did you tend to like hang on to allowance money or any money you got? Or did you tend to, was it, was it gone the minute you got it? No, I held on to it. I did a okay. lot of babysitting jobs. Mm. I worked at the Raffles restaurant. I don't think that's around anymore. I worked at McDonald's, a clothing store. I worked on mm. campus during college. I waitressed during college. Yeah. And so I would say I held on to my money. It only was when I had that corporate job and I experienced a lot of money mm -hmm. that I used to shop all the time. Uh, at least every weekend yeah and just a weird phenomenon happened when i got married and the shopping stopped like really? literally for the last 13 years i can't i know it sounds really weird for a girl but i have not shopped the last 13 years and i'm sure russ really appreciates it <laughs> it's 
I, it was so, maybe it was just a habitual thing that mm. kind of broke that pattern. I don't know, but I, I'm, I don't know. I got freed of it. Yeah. What else, did you notice any, any, anything else that changed in how you handled money when, as you entered into marriage? Cause that's a big inflection point, right? It, it is. It is. One thing I did make sure, and I'm so grateful for is that we shared the same values and tithing. Mm. So we didn't have any conflict moving into tithing and we've even over the years increased our percentage and I can see how incredibly difficult that would be if we didn't agree on that. Mm -hmm. um, the other part that we completely agree on is supporting and, and taking care of the kids, you know, in the different stages as they're growing up. Mm -hmm. um, so the one thing that, and, and, and I may not be helping you out with the conflict in money because one of the things that Russ and I did early on was track our money. Mm -hmm. We had learned like if you track every penny, there's less conflict. Yep. So literally every weekend we go through both our bank account and our two credit cards and I'll read off the charges and he'll log it into a spreadsheet and you're thinking, okay, it's 2018. Why are you going so old school with this? But what it does is allow us to discuss it. And we do not look forward to doing this every weekend. We do right. not look forward to any of the discussions. We do not look forward to discussing a charge where he thought it was going to be lower, you know, <laughs> or I, I, vice versa. Yep. So it's not a fun task, but we know exactly where our money is. We find mistakes. We're able to correct them right away. So yep. that, I think that habit early on helped us to be on the same page with money. Man, well, I wish if, if, you, if you're watching this, if you don't get anything else out of this, what she just said about just being intentional with tracking expenses, if you do that the rest of your life, a lot of other things are going to fall into place. And I'm with you. I actually advise a lot of my clients and people that I work with to do it manually because you're accountable to it. You're more accountable to it if you, if you have to look at it every little charge. I, that's how my wife and I do it too. Oh, do you? We do a spreadsheet. And, and yeah. you know, there's Mint. What, one thing I noticed was that like with Mint um, or one of these apps where you kind of link it up to your bank account, if you have a bad week, yeah, I just, you just don't log in. You just kind of ignore it. But when you know you have to sit down and do it and it's on the calendar yeah. and, you're, and you're intentional about it, I mean, right. you got to do it. Before we got married, I'm going to blame it on the love fog that we were so in love and we're like buying our dream home. And we thought our dream home needed to be a 7,200 square foot home. Like <laughs> crazy. We thought that would, it would be an investment into our happily ever, ever after, right? <laughs> so after we moved in, I think we had done an interest-only loan. Our mortgage went up 40%. Wow. And our electric bill to cool that place down was $800 itself. Wow. It was crazy, crazy. <laughs> so we bought the house in 2004. You know what's coming up next, mm -hmm. the economy, the depressed mm -hmm. real estate market. And we had to sell the house during that time, which meant we lost money selling the house. Complete nightmare, complete mm -hmm. nightmare. Such a, such a bad mistake. And we really, we bought it thinking we'd be in, in it for the next 20 years, mm -hmm. right? We'll build up to this. Sure. Anyways, big, big mistake. But we met, even though my husband had, um, 
counseled at his church for seven years how to manage your finances. Mm -hmm. Probably one of the most humbling things that he agreed to do with me was meet with a money wise counselor. Mm -hmm. And when we went in there, he talked about, are you know, are you paying your bills? Are you um, tithing? And mm -hmm. we're like, yes, yes. And he goes, okay, and how how are you saving? And we're like, well, we're not saving. Mm -hmm. We had zero savings. And for some reason that clicked as well as the, the money wise spreadsheet. So we literally use that spreadsheet still today. Oh, wow. Logging every weekend. And it's such a fantastic spreadsheet. Cause as you know, cause you're a money wise counselor. Yeah. It, it goes back and forth between the needs and the wants. Yeah. You're very clear about, <laughs> yep. do we really need this much in the wants? Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's really cool to just to hear that story. Um, and just hear that, um, you know, that's encouraging just to hear that even, even someone who is teaching this stuff and who is counseling others on this stuff, it just shows you how hard it is because to implement in your own life, it's really easy for us to give guidance to other, to others. And, but man, it's, it's, it's just another layer harder to look at our own situation with, you know, without those glasses on and just look at it objectively. So. Yeah, and the neat thing for us is it cleared out any of that, oh, one day I'm going to buy that kind mm -hmm. of house with a pool mm -hmm. of course. Because we ended up downsizing to a 3,000 square foot home. And literally even our kids said, this is so much cozier. Mm -hmm. I mean, specifically my stepdaughter, she's like, this is much cozier than that other home. And I'm like, wow, even if a child feels this. Mm -hmm. So it really cleared out a lot of the, Oh, I'm going to just, you know, build up to this dream. Yeah. And, and thankfully that got weeded out early. And ever since then, we were determined to pay off our mortgage and remain debt free. That's awesome. So that's, it, it was a hard, the hard, hardest lesson in 2006. But I, I'm now I can say in retrospect, I'm glad we went through it. Well, and I can't, I can only imagine, you know, because you guys, it sounded like you had, you guys were somewhat on the same page with finances going through that together. I'm sure just in terms of the marriage that could have only helped it substantially. Well, initially it was extremely hard mm. because I'm a fixer and so is my husband, but mm. I think I was more verbal about it and I'm like, Oh, we have to do something about this. Mm. And, and so it wasn't until um, we actually went to a counseling session because we've been in counseling the past 15 years. It's something we proactively do and really believe in. But during this demise, um, the counselor had recommended that he noticed I needed a plan. Hmm. And because I felt so far apart from my husband, because I'm thinking this is what we need to do. And action wise, I wasn't sure he was on the same page mm -hmm. that when my husband realized I needed a plan, he locked himself in the office two hours later comes out with this plan and wow. all of a sudden we got on the same page. So wow. I can tell you if that had not happened, I think we would have had a lot more fights during mm -hmm. that time, but it all of a sudden allowed me to align myself and get on the same page. Well, knowing that we really were already on the same page. Mm -hmm. So we, we share that with couples that might have some conflict with money yeah. is develop a plan yeah. that you both can agree on. Well, and it's one of those areas, I mean, just, there's so many areas like this, but money, I feel like is an area where you can either come together and be, you know, it's the whole one plus one equals three thing. 
in this area or or it can really drive a huge wedge between between couples so and and there's probably not a lot of in between it's you either working together and you're moving forward you know together or you're there's it's a wedge so um that's good well tell me is there anything else that you'd say you've learned about money through marriage i would say the the tracking was the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely lazy in my single life with it mm-hmm. because I had so much margin. I wasn't as worried, um, but it it showed me that. And Russ is the he's really good with money and numbers, and I really lean on him for guidance on that. So it's been fun to have him guide us in our money um, yeah. situation. But the tracking, he always takes the lead. Mm. Yeah, I'm like, no, I don't want to track. <laughs> yeah. And I have pushed him off, you know, for a couple months at a time. And then we sit down and it's two <laughs> hours long. Yeah. And you're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the weekly habit, is, it, I highly recommend. Um, yeah. Well, so I, I was outside of the tracking. That's probably been the biggest habit that I've picked up personally. Well, and, and then I guess the thought comes to mind too, in marriage, you know, if you're on the same page with money, I mean, money affects your vacations, your, you know, just your job, what kind of groceries you can buy, where you go out to eat. I mean, it affects so many areas. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like when you're on the same page with money, I mean, it just, I think it can take a marriage to the next, to the next level, just, just because it, you know, you're, you're, you're in lockstep with each other and such a big crucial area. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks Danielle for sharing your story today, your money story. Um, I really appreciate your transparency and I hope this helps some couples and some other folks that are listening. Um, I'd love for you just to tell us a little bit more again about intentional marriages and where uh, people can find out more information. Well, thank you so much. So the website is intentional marriages that ends with an S dot net net and so you can find our blogs podcast and webinars there yep and we'll put uh, all the links in the description and uh, we'll tag them in all the posts that we make so you guys can go check out what they're doing over there thanks again for joining us today and we're so excited about what you're doing with money path and bringing awareness to everyone Stephen. thank you absolutely i appreciate that